welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host each week for the WSN podcast. I say each week, it's most weeks, and especially now that we're going to be getting into the high school football season and the fall sports season, it will be each week going forward. We uh, took a, a break last week. I was on vacation, got a little R&R before the uh, the big push for this year, this uh, this coming week with high school football practices starting, but we will be back at it in a uh, in a full time mode every Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. You can look for a new podcast coming out from WSN. Obviously, in the fall, it's going to be heavy on high school football news. I'll try to get in some uh, guests to to chat here and there, whether it's coaches, maybe players, some other uh, some other media members, etc. And uh, and just bring you the goings on in high school football. I'm sure there'll be a few times during the football season, especially as we get later in the year and basketball is around the corner at some point. We'll bring on Mark Miller, Norbert Durst to chat a little bit uh, high school hoops. But it will be hot and heavy on the high school football talk over the next three months uh, plus. And again, we are only less than, in fact, less than a week away from the beginning of high school football practices. Monday is equipment handout and testing you can do. Tuesday, you can get into actual practices. And of course, with the uh, acclimatization rules that were put in place a few years ago, uh, it, actually this goes back farther than that, but um, first couple practices, helmets only, then you can get into helmets and shoulder pads, then you can get into full pads and, and contact. Um, but uh, some, some changes recently over the last few years uh, in, in terms of how much contact you can do early, also some limits on what you can do with two-a-days, etc., uh, has really, I think, worked out very well. And, and in fact, there was just a study that came out, uh, I think it was earlier this week, by the uh, University of Wisconsin that the, uh, the changes that the WIA made in 2014 that were pretty significant in terms of limiting contact um, and, and things like that in practice, and especially early in the year, uh, lowered the number of concussions that were occurring in practice by 50%, roughly. So pretty significant number. A lot of coaches had been already using and adopting some of those principles. Uh, you talk to coaches, and you know, many of them are shocked that anyone goes full contact. You know, after the first couple weeks of the year, period. There, there are many of them that don't go full contact, other than games. Uh, maybe they'll go thud or uh, something like that, not going to the ground. There's still a few old school guys that will uh, you know, incorporate some full contact. But with those rules that the WI put in a few years ago, has limited what you can do in terms of full contact and has uh, obviously had an impact on the concussions that uh, were occurring in practice um, and a pretty significant uh, impact at that. With the high school football season getting in underway next week. Uh, we're going to kind of take a, a little bit of a step back and go back to some of the uh, player rankings that we released on WSN a few weeks ago. On our last edition of the WSN podcast, we focused in on the offensive side of the football, talked about some of the players that were ranked there, some of the uh, the sleepers and, and kids that might either you know be in a good spot to move up rankings or 
pick up some uh, some college attention or offers as the year goes by. And we're going to do that on the defensive side of the ball today. We'll go through uh, each of the positions and also look at a pretty strong specialist class in Wisconsin and uh, just kind of give some thoughts on the player rankings that were published a few weeks ago and uh, just kind of wrap things up from a player rankings perspective. Teasing ahead a little bit uh, next week as we, uh, again, practices actually get underway, we'll kind of turn our attention to some bigger picture type items. And next week, I think we'll talk about some of the the overarching storylines as we head into the 2019 football season. What are the things we're going to be tracking, following, etc.? You know, last year, obviously, the, the Kimberly winning streak was a big thing. We don't have that this year, but what are some of the other things that we're going to be talking about throughout the season? But now it is time to get into some discussion of our player rankings and how things went, how things came about, um, and, and just kind of how it played out in terms of defensive player rankings. And as a reminder, you know, when, when I'm doing player rankings, it is an inexact science. I, I don't pretend that this is a, uh, you know, an, a be-all, end-all by any means. I, I'm not going to be right on all of these uh, rankings, just like I'm not going to be right on all of the conference previews. Shocker, spoiler alert. You can, you know, be a little mad at me if you want, if your favorite player is not ranked high enough, or if I don't pick your team to win in, in the conference previews, whatever. But uh, I have been doing this a while and, and do uh, try to take into account as many things as I can, try to gather as much information as I can when working on the player rankings. Do talk to quite a few college coaches, get their thoughts over the last several months. Um, Got a chance to see uh, many of the top kids at the WFCA Combine. Uh, Also a great chance for them to get uh, results down on paper, obviously, but just to see how kids move, you know, what their frame is, what their potential uh, might be in terms of their body type, etc., is, uh, is really valuable at that, uh, at that event. Watch a ton of film, watch you know, several hundred uh, uh, huddle films over the last few uh, last month or so as I was putting all of that information together and uh, also take into account conversations that I have with high school coaches, feedback that we get from them, um, you know, the all conference list, the all region, all state list, etc., the stats leaders, all of that goes into it. Um, again, an inexact science, but uh, do the best I can to put together a pretty comprehensive listing of some of the top players in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, let's start with the defensive line group in Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, Wisconsin is known for producing some really outstanding offensive linemen, but we do a pretty good job on the defensive side of the ball as well. And this year really is, is not very different. Uh, my top-ranked player is Cade McDonald from Hudson, uh, a, a kid that was certainly on the radar. Um, had a very good junior season. Had the kind, excuse me, has the kind of frame and measurables and everything else that you would look for, but uh, hadn't really heard a lot about him in terms of recruiting where things were at. Um, and then all of a sudden, at the uh, I think it was the first Badger camp of the summer, might have technically been the end of uh, May. Uh, he went and, and wowed the Wisconsin coaches, got a scholarship offer from the Badgers, and within a couple days had accepted their offer. Six foot seven, 240 pound defensive lineman from Hudson. Uh, going to be interesting to see how it goes with him as a position at the University of Wisconsin. I'm guessing it'll be defensive end. Of course, they play a 3 4. 
Uh, they've been looking for some bigger, longer, taller guys at that defensive end position, and he kind of fits right in that mold. Uh, but some really talented players behind him, a, a couple guys I really like, Max Musin from Bayport and Gavin Meyer from Franklin. Both put up big numbers last year. Both were highly, highly productive, all-state caliber type of kids. Um, both got a, a quite a bit of attention in the offseason in terms of recruiting. Um, neither got that FBS Big Ten type of offer per se. They got a lot of offers from the MAC schools, from the uh, 1AA schools, uh, FCS schools, excuse me. And uh, I thought maybe that, that they might have, uh, have, have gotten that Big Ten type offer. It didn't come through, but Max Musen committed to Navy. He had an offer from uh, uh, Air Force, North Dakota State, some of the other Missouri Valley schools. And um, Gavin Meyer committed, uh, is, is not committed, excuse me, uh, but does have offers from Wyoming, Buffalo, Air Force, you know, half the MAC schools, um, and, and looking for maybe he's one of those kids that if he has a big start to the year, puts a good first three games on film, maybe starts to garner some of that attention. Uh, we've seen it before. Kids have, have waited out the process and, and ended up getting that offer. But uh, two kids that are, are pretty similar, both 6'3", 6'4", 240-ish pounds, move well. Um, Musin was a uh, very good wrestler and I believe on the podium at uh, the state track meet, um, he and Meyer both uh, excellent prospects with, uh, with pretty good length. Logan Wilson from Kimberly, uh, committed to Western Michigan. He's in the top five as well. And really a pretty strong defensive line group. And it, as you go down, go down the list, um, a few that, that stand out kind of moving down that list. Uh, Montrell Rash from Milwaukee Riverside, very compact guy, about six foot, 245, 250 pounds, but very explosive, very disruptive in the backfield. I believe he was the player of the year, defensive player of the year in uh, their division of the Milwaukee City Conference. A uh, little bit undersized at about six foot, but uh, man, does he create a lot of havoc in the backfield. Robert Zolikoffer from Sussex Hamilton, uh, listed at six foot, 240 pounds, but man, is that kid powerful. And you can, uh, you can see it on film and, and you can also see it in, in some of his workout numbers. Uh, he posted a, a clip on, on Twitter uh, earlier this summer. I don't remember the exact weight, but he was putting up some awfully impressive uh, numbers in terms of, uh, I, I can't remember if it was squat or deadlift or what it was, but very, very powerful built kid at Sussex Hamilton. Grant Mankey from Bangor, a kid that plays offense and defense on, on the line, uh, I think could, could play both potentially, uh, or either or at the next level. Has some interest from some of the Division II schools, um, but a small school kid, obviously. But he's been on the radar. I mean, he was on that uh, state title-winning team a couple years ago. He's been a very good basketball player the last couple years as well. Um, like uh, his his strength, his body type, he's a big kid, 6'5", 225 pounds, but has a, a good-sized frame to put on more weight. Uh, I think he's a kid that... Um, people are missing out on a little bit. I thought he would have had a lot more attention from the Division II schools and, and some of the uh, the D1 FCS schools as well. Um, hasn't materialized yet, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes with, uh, with Grant. Uh, so that's the defensive line group, a pretty strong group overall when you, uh, when you look at it. 
a couple of years ago, uh, I just had had a hard time um, kind of differentiating. We had just defensive line and just linebacker. And there was a lot of kids that were, you didn't know where they fit necessarily. Maybe they play a 3-4 outside linebacker where they're up on the line all the time, um, but they're, you know, six foot five, 195 pounds. Well, is, is that a defensive lineman? It's not really a linebacker. So a couple of years ago, I think this is the second year now, uh, where I've had a uh, what I'm calling an edge defender or edge player position. And, and it kind of encompasses, you know, some of those uh, longer, thinner athletes that play on the edge, whether it's a 4-3 defensive end, whether it's a 3-4 outside linebacker that uh, plays up on the line in a two-point stance, maybe a guy that plays you know, kind of a hybrid type position, um, maybe moves around the formation a little bit. Maybe he goes out and, you know, is, is kind of on the outside or even on the slot occasionally. But uh, somebody that plays more on the edge um, or maybe has the potential to play on the edge, which is how it worked out with a few of these uh, of these players. But Cal, uh, Cole Dakovich from Catholic Memorial was the number one kid at that position. Uh, there was been some excellent profiles of him the last couple uh, last year or so after he had committed to Wisconsin um, about how he had always been a basketball player hadn't played football uh, really the last uh, few years and then I, I believe it was before last year they finally talked him into coming out and it's a good thing they did because he was a uh, an outstanding player last year for the uh, for the Crusaders and helped them uh, win that state title. Uh, six foot five, 225 pounds or so, very athletic. Uh, again, comes from that basketball background. Um, I like him as an outside linebacker. He's committed to Wisconsin. Uh, potentially, they might move him to tight end, and, and we'll see how that goes. But either way, I mean, he's uh, he's an outstanding athlete, and uh, obviously committed to Wisconsin has all the uh, has all the things that you're looking for. Lucas Finnessy from Sussex Hamilton. I have ranked as an edge defender. I think that's where he will be. I think he's an outside linebacker at the next level. But he played cornerback for the Chargers last year, and I think the year before he played in the secondary as well. They put him out on an island, let him defend one-on-one against uh, some very good players in that league and some very good uh, players that they have faced. And he was an all-state player, six foot three, 215 pounds. Uh, again, a oversized cornerback. He's not going to play corner at the next level. Probably not going to play defensive back at the next level. Uh, probably a linebacker prospect, but very athletic. He comes from a basketball background as well, part of that outstanding uh, group of players at Sussex Hamilton um, that came up short on the state uh, tournament last year but has a good shot this season. Uh, very athletic kid. He's committed to Minnesota. Um Committed to the, the Gophers pretty quickly after getting an offer from them this spring. Thought maybe he would wait it out a little bit longer, maybe uh, camp at Wisconsin, see where it was going to go, but chose to jump on that Gophers offer pretty quick and, uh, and headed to, uh, to Minnesota. A few uh, kids after that, you have Rasheen Thomas from Racine Park, a very athletic uh, guy, a little bit um, thin right now. But, man, can he bend and move for a, a big, long athlete on the edge committed to Northern Illinois. Uh, does play a little bit on uh, at tight end for, uh, for the Panthers. Riley Nowakowski, uh, part of a really strong linebacker group at Marquette. He plays on the edge, um, comes off the edge, goes out on 
um, in space, plays in space really well. Um, again, a really strong group of, uh, of players for Marquette, especially at that position. He has racked up a whole host of offers. He's an outstanding student as well. So he's got you know, some of the um, service academies, some of the Ivy League schools uh, after him, plus Northern Illinois, Central Michigan, South Dakota State, etc. So he's received uh, a, a quite a bit of interest in offers kind of uh, you know, spanning the gamut from D1 FBS to the Ivy Leagues, and interesting to see where he goes. Lucas Spencer from Kettle Moraine, he plays a little bit, a little bit more, excuse me, in the middle, as does Cal Verlanek, uh, the, the next player on our list from Bayport. Both play, kind of move around a little. I mean, they're not a traditional outside linebacker necessarily, but just based on their, uh, you know, their, their frame and uh, athletic ability, uh, I did put them as uh, on the edge position. Also, it can be quite honestly kind of tough to get all the kids ranked that deserve it. So, here and there, we'll move kids around. But uh, Spencer and Verlanek, uh, both uh, uh, outstanding players, both uh, garnering some uh, some attention at the next level as well. A player that I had down the list a little bit that I, I kind of struggled going back and forth with is Gabe Chennault. Uh Older brothers John and Leo are at Wisconsin. They'd had quite a run at uh, Grantsburg. But Gabe is transferring to Regis this year. And you know, his the recruiting attention and the the buzz and, and everything that, that it seemed like he has gotten isn't quite what it was with Leo or even with John, I don't think. Um, so I wasn't quite sure where you know where he would end up or, or where to put him even. Um, you know, you look at his frame and he looks pretty similar to those guys. He played a lot of receiver tight end type spot for Grantsburg last year as well as uh, an outside linebacker spot. Uh, talk to Bryant Brenner, the head coach at uh, Regis, who's also, by the way, the head basketball coach at Regis. Talk to him at our WSN uh, basketball tournament that we had last weekend. Gabe wasn't there, but he was telling me that he, he really thinks that Gabe is, is kind of, for whatever reason, under-recruited right now. Uh, he said you, you put him next to John and Leo, and you know he looks the part. Uh, I think he was listed at 190 or 195 pounds last year, but Sounds like he's uh, he's up there in the you know 215-ish range uh, maybe by now. So a kid that uh, you know we'll see if, if he gets that maybe a walk-on offer from Wisconsin or what kind of interest he gets over the course of the uh, of the fall coming up. So those were some of the players that we had at the edge defender position, if you will. Um, the linebacker group again, there you could have had a little bit of crossover on some of these kids. Um, between linebacker and edge defender. But uh, the, the linebacker group that we do have, number one, Ben Kryle from Catholic Memorial, committed to Purdue, part of a really strong linebacking unit for the Crusaders. We talked about Cole Dakovich being the top-ranked edge defender. Kryle's the top-ranked uh, linebacker. Joey Gates from Catholic Memorial, also in the top 10 linebacker list. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a, a, a dogfight between Marquette and Catholic Memorial on who has the best linebacker unit. Both have three players ranked overall, but uh, Catholic Memorial maybe a little bit of an edge with two kids at the number one positions. Vinny Negro, uh, Negro from Marquette, an All-State player last year, uh, really outstanding middle linebacker, your kind of traditional throwback middle linebacker, have him second. Dalton Elrod from Arrowhead uh, wasn't on my radar a ton through much of the spring, but uh, he ended up getting quite a few offers 
um, from a lot of the MAC schools and has committed to Ball State, but he had offers from Miami of Ohio, Bowling Green, uh, Navy, Western Illinois, uh, a lot of the Missouri Fa- uh, Missouri Valley teams as well. And a really impressive kid on film, six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds, the the kind of size that you'd like. Very aggressive downhill kid, um, kind of that in the box linebacker, but with some pretty decent movement as well to be able to uh, to go around a little bit. Uh, Devonte Smith, another Division One kid at the linebacker spot from Milwaukee, Vincent, uh, committed to Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois, you've heard us talk about a lot, both in the offensive rankings and in the defensive rankings. Now, they got an outstanding, outstanding group of kids coming in from Wisconsin in this 2020 class. Uh, so Devonte Smith from Milwaukee, Vincent, very impressive. A lot of really talented guys as you go down the list. Ross Gengler from uh, Delavandarian committed to Wisconsin as a preferred walk-on. Hunter Hansen from Fond du Lac, uh, really dynamic, out, outstanding uh, high school linebacker. Uh, Brett Borum from Menominee Falls. Peter Murray from Brookfield Central. I mean, the list goes on. There's a, a pretty good group of linebackers this year. Not only the, the linebacker group that we have ranked, but also, again, some of those kids in the edge defender list that you could certainly make a case, uh, maybe deserve, or, or at least at the high school level, uh, line up as linebackers, but uh, pretty strong group at the linebacker position as well. Defensive back is always kind of interesting. Um, traditionally, most teams don't put their best athletes in the defensive backfield, you know, especially in the old days of uh, wing T offenses and, and power I and whatever else. You, you didn't put your your good athletes back there on defense and, and that started to change certainly I, I think a lot of teams are still lagging behind with the proliferation of spread offenses and, and high-powered passing attacks you see more you know top level athletes back there at defensive back but I, I think it'll continue to go that route where you'll see uh, you know those kids playing in the defensive backfield there are a few kids this year there, there's not maybe a you know a a Big Ten scholarship type kid per se, uh, at least not as of right now. Uh, but there are some really good kids at the top, this, the top four especially, I think, uh, which I started with Amon Williams from Milwaukee Riverside. Small kid, five foot eight, 155 pounds or so, but he plays bigger on tape. He's got excellent athletic ability, excellent jumping ability, pretty good length, good timing. You see him break up a lot of balls down the field uh, against bigger uh, bigger receivers, uh, outstanding, outstanding athlete. He, he's also a very good baseball player, actually, um, and uh, has a offer from the University of Wisconsin as a uh, preferred walk-on in addition to Minnesota as a preferred walk-on and a scholarship offer from Eastern Illinois. Logan Geisler, I think, is probably a little bit under-the-radar kid right now. He does have an offer from Western Michigan, uh, Logan Geisler from Bayport, but He's kind of focused a lot on basketball, a very good basketball player. I I think has maybe some D2 offers and and some lower-level D1 interest possibly, but if he would have went all in on football and and done all of the camps and everything, uh, I I think the the interest, the recruiting interest, probably would have been a little bit stronger for him. But uh, I still think an under-the-radar kid that, you know, if if he decides football is it, football is the way I want to go, could, uh, could get into that conversation for some offers as the year goes along. 
Nate, Vark, uh, Nate Velkersell, and I apologize, Nate and, and family, if I butchered the last name, probably did, um, but uh, from Whitnall, a, a bigger kid, six foot, 175 pounds, has long arms and, and plays and looks taller than six foot, but he's gotten quite a bit of, uh, of recruiting interest um, from you know, the, the Mac schools and the Missouri Valley schools, does has a, have a preferred walk-on offer from Iowa uh, to go with it. Um, you know, a, a kid that played a lot of offense as well. He was a running back for the Falcons last year and a very good one, went for over 1,000 yards. Very impressive at the WFCA Combine. Jumped well, ran well, looked the part. Uh, again, had that uh, the, the frame that you would uh, want to see. And uh, he... Out of all of these defensive backs, he might be the one that, if there's going to be somebody that might pop up as a FBS scholarship offer at some point, or a, a, a Power Five, if you will, whatever it, you want to refer to it now, um, he might be that guy. He, he's maybe got the highest ceiling in terms of athletic ability and size and the right measurables, um, and we'll see. Again, some pretty good offers so far, and we'll see if there's more that come out along the way. Patrick Young from Nina, uh, Steve Young, the head coach there, uh, his son, very impressive at the WFCA Combine as well, ended up getting some pretty good interest out of that. A lot of Division II offers, has a preferred walk-on offer from North Dakota State. Very impressive kid, uh, solid size, uh, very athletic as well, ranked number four in the rankings. Pretty good group going down. A few that, uh, you know, I think are kind of sleeper prospects as you go down the list. Sage Terrell, you talk about the WFCA Combine, and Young was very good. Nate Valkerkel was uh, very good. But Sage Terrell might have been the best one there in, in terms of all-around uh, all ability. Ran a blazing fast time from Kenosha Bradford. Uh, Sage Terrell, five foot nine, 166 pounds. A little bit on the smaller side, but he performed on the field. He was an honorable mention all-conference pick last year and really has uh, caught the attention and caught the interest of a lot of, uh, a lot of Division I teams. Um, so we'll see, uh, you know, again, one of those kids that we'll see how things uh, shake out for him. Um, did just get offered uh, by Minnesota Duluth today. So, uh, again, a pretty... Pretty strong defensive back unit, even if there isn't that traditional Big Ten type of kid, which there hasn't been a lot of at defensive back. Uh, but again, I, I think that momentum is is changing a little bit uh, to where you'll see some of the better kids placed over on that side of the ball. We'll wrap up our look at the player rankings with uh, a look at the specialists, the kickers, punters, and long snappers in the state of Wisconsin. We've had some very good ones over the years. It's a, uh, a pretty well-known hotbed, helped certainly by uh, Cole's kicking camps having a very significant uh, presence here. Uh, some of the other uh, groups as well, Taylor Melhaff from uh, former kicker at Wisconsin has done a lot of work with, uh, excuse me, with kids here. There's a lot of top-level kickers that come in for a camp at Whitewater every uh, July as well. Not just high school, but college, NFL. Kickers and punters go there uh, for a, a very high-level event. Um, so we've had very good ones, and we have some more very good ones this year. 
Starts with Jack Van Dyke from Nina, who was first-team all-conference as a kicker, punter, and defensive back. He's a very good athlete overall, but uh, his, his potential is at the next level as a specialist and has committed to Wisconsin as a preferred walk-on. Um, I'm not 100% sure if, if they like him as a punter or a kicker. Uh, I can't remember which, uh, which way they uh, liked him to go, but joining him at Wisconsin will be Duncan McKinley from Eau Claire Memorial, a long snapper who has committed to Wisconsin as a preferred walk-on as well. They're not the only ones, though. Uh, Dragon Kesich from Oak Creek, a kicker, rated as a five-star kicker by Cole's Kicking, which puts him in the top 15 to 20 nationally. Left-handed kid, uh, left-footed kid, I should say, uh, but really a booming leg and first-team all-conference last year that uh, is one of the elite kickers in the entire country. Gavin Myers from Lourdes Academy, he's down the list a little bit, but he picked up a uh, preferred walk-on offer from North Dakota recently. He's a punter, uh, Gavin Myers from Lourdes Academy. So really strong group of specialists this year as well. So that'll uh, kind of wrap up, conclude our look at the player rankings that were published earlier this month on Wisports.net. Uh, if you want to check them out, certainly go ahead and do so. Um, Again, we, next week, we'll start kind of looking ahead a little bit more. We'll talk about some of the bigger storylines as we uh, move into the high school football season and uh, maybe get into some of the conference previews that we've been publishing beginning this week as well. It's getting to be that time. It's getting close. You can feel it in the air a little bit, and uh, it's getting to be an exciting time. So no games yet, but... Get out and take in some practices. Watch uh, watch the practices. Watch the kids working hard. Take in the uh, scrimmages that will be coming up in a couple weeks here and, uh, and see what's going on in your area. As we always say, though, uh, we will, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you down the road. Again, I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at wisports.net. We'll see you at a game.